Hey, y'all, and welcome to Should Have Been Thursday. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelly. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, a little slow on that one. We're having some serious technical difficulties, folks. We had them last week, but it didn't affect the sound. So are they fixed today? Also, no. So there's an upgrade in the plan. Just, just stick with us. Okay, Kelly. Yes, ma'am. Tell us, how was your 21st birthday? It was great. I had my first drink that I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh, what was it? <laughs> a buttery nipple shot. Of course it was. <laughs> that is Kelly's signature move, the buttery nip. So, yeah. If y'all have never tried a buttery nip. They're not bad. They're not. They're not They're bad. They're actually quite delicious. She's right. It's, uh, what is it? Butternut squash. It's not no butternut squash. Butterscotch. Butterscotch schnapps. <laughs> butternut squash. Butterscotch schnapps mm-hmm. with some Baileys poured on top. That's good. I hate the name. Again, from last week's episode. They could upgrade, change that name yeah. for us. That'd be great. I mean, back back in the day, it was, it was a top-notch shot, mm-hmm. I believe. And I am working on bringing it back. Oh, you are working overtime. You're working overtime to try to bring that thing Maybe back. just bring it back to the <laughs> local dive bar. Yeah, we do that. We make sure. <laughs> we roll into our favorite little um, hole in the wall, and they, if Kelly calls ahead, they have the buttery nips waiting for us on the counter. So That's right. You know, royalty. It's when you know you got a good spot. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Judy. Okay, so did you wear your sweatshirt any? Because we hit 1,500, folks. I hope there's a pause. <laughs> so I figured that was from you wearing your, your sweatshirt everywhere. It was. Like I told you, I wore it mm-hmm. in my house the next day. Nice. And I saw zero people. That's perfect. And our numbers went up. <laughs> well, I think when we hit 2,000, we should do buttery nips. Oh, all right. On the shot ski. On the shot ski. <laughs> and we'll get you to... F- um, make the recipe and we'll post it on the Instagram should have been Thursday. Okay. And I was also thinking maybe when we hit 2000, we could do your Instagram takeover and you could take over all the stories for 24 hours. That works. That was my original plan for 1000. Yeah. After the should have been a lesbian, but then I failed to follow through on that plan. Well, also I have to remember my password <laughs> to be able to do this. So I'm going to have to figure that out. <laughs> Matching tattoos, that will be uh, the first million dollars we make. Yes. That's when we make some money off this thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need a logo first. <laughs> my tattoo will be, I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly. So this is the last time you'll be doing this series of questions for the runs of the podcast episodes. But what is something you should not have been this week? So I gave this one some thought, and it doesn't really have a name, but I should not have been a returner of things. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is when Amazon makes it extremely easy for you to return purchases you do not need or defective or wrong or whatever, I I cannot prioritize Mm -hmm. getting them returned. Usually I give them to Bill, and he takes care of it because he really wants the money back. Right. 
Um, I have returned some things using the Amazon drop off at Kohl's. And every time I go there, I'm like, oh, that was really easy. But yet I have two things sitting in my room right now since Christmas. Did you know? That need to be returned. (laughs) Did you know there's a new thing? You could pay six bucks and they'll just pick it up off your front porch. Oh, that might be worth my money. I know. And it's not per box, I don't think. So it's like, if you oh, whatever you got. And the Amazon driver comes to my house pretty much every day anyway. (laughs) Right. So. So you should not have been a returner. Maybe they'll give me a discount. Yeah, I should not have been a returner of things. That's why Bill and I compliment each other well. Right. I will, even though I know, right, I am fiscal, sort of, uh, even though I know I would get my money back, it's very, very hard for me to prioritize that in my Sorry, I can't hear anything after you said you're fiscal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was laughing yesterday at our friends who said they're in a fiscal freeze. Oh, yeah. We do fiscal fast. (laughs) Sue and I will do a fiscal fast. When the house is like busting at the seams with food and things are like, we're not buying food for a week. And we've made some very interesting recipes that way. So. Well, I'm not sure that they're going to get mad, mad at me, so I will leave it at this. I'm not sure our friends in the fiscal freeze are actually following the mm-hmm. fiscal freeze. Yeah, you got to be pretty They've told me about things they bought in the past two weeks during the fiscal freeze. <laughs> I have some friends that said it was a fiscal freeze, and I watched them buy a $1,000 game table, so... <laughs> <laughs> not mentioning any names here people <laughs> might be the same people i'm talking Probably. about <laughs> well, love you mean it yeah yeah we do love you guys they know who they are um i'm sure like kelly and i that you all are similar and we all have lots of hats we wear in life multiple hats and maybe one of your hats is not a returner but i think today's topic you'll definitely relate to when I have several things um, in life that I enjoy and that Kelly enjoys and that, you know, like different hobbies and passions. But I think I could speak for the both of us when I say the favorite thing that we are is probably parents. Most rewarding. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it a constant struggle to be the cool mom, but also the mom that has like guidelines to raise good humans. Oh yeah. But I think that's my favorite hat I wear. What about you, Kelly? Being a mom? I would go with that. Yeah. Yes. So this just happens to line up with today's episode, but we have a congratulations to send out into the universe. What's that? Everyone's favorite lesbian. Oh, right. Just became a mom. <laughs> Haley and Brittany welcomed a little boy. So congratulations, guys. And you're in for the ride of your life. You're already amazing parents. And I just know I give you lots of advice you don't ask for. But the number one piece of advice I can tell you is everybody's out there just doing the best they can. Because at sometimes you should have been a different type of parent. <laughs> Hopefully that's the problem. So today, in fact, Kelly and I both have personal stories and then two more stories for, from listeners. And before we proceed with this topic, I want to say that every single parent mentioned in this episode, including, including ourselves, are great parents, amazing parents, and all these stories, like always, are just told in good fun. So I don't want anybody to, you know, bring any of this to like divorce court <laughs> 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 for custody agreements. Okay. Um, so 
to start this off, I'm going to ease us into this with a short story from our good friend Heidi. Oh, mm-hmm. Heidi in the mix. In the mix. And Heidi's in a different phase of parenting than Kelly and I. She has adult children, but she's an inspiration. She has tons of fun um, advice. And one of the many things I love about our girl Heidi is that she never leaves you feeling like you're the idiot in the situation. She will spin it or tell a personal story about how she can also share the idiocracy, if you will. (laughs) And parenting is no exception. So I threw it out there on the Instagram, on social media. Do you have a parenting fail? And here comes Heidi with the parenting (laughs) fail for us. So there's also more Heidi stories to come, but they're not for today should have been a different type of parent. Um, So stay tuned for those. But I think for Heidi, we're going to say she should have been a more observant parent. So like many working parents out there, Heidi, Heidi sent her kids to daycare every day. And I don't know if this was just a particularly busy or jarring time of her career, but Heidi, you know, punches the time clock to go home, bebops into her car. And I'm the only way I could think to describe it is that she autopilots straight in the direction of her home. And it wasn't until she got to the exit for her house that she noticed the car was unusually quiet. Why? Because she forgot her kids at daycare. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked her, I said, what did the daycare say? You know, did they notice? And she goes, oh, no, people are late all the time. So it was like no big deal. Honest mistake. Things like that happened to all of us. I I can't even walk into the kitchen and remember why I came in there. So I could definitely (laughs) see where I would forget to go pick my kids up. Totally get it. But Heidi, who likes to go above and beyond, decided to take it up a notch. And the very next week, She leaves work to drive home, head in the clouds for whatever reason, and gets all the way to her driveway this time before, yet again, in the backseat, no kids. No kids. (laughs) (laughs) And she said they never shut up. So it was really strange to notice, to not notice their She was enjoying her time listening to her music. Yeah. That little space cadet. I love Heidi. (laughs) Thank you, Heidi. That was a good way to kick it off to make everyone know, you know, we're all normal out here. And... We're looking forward to Heidi's summer of self-discovery episode. It's, it's coming up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she sent us like a five-paragraph essay, and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, so, Kelly. Yes, ma'am. Our stories today that we're going to tell, I'm going to do a listening game for the audience, and I want to see if they can figure out what our stories have in common. Okay. Our parenting fails. I was about fails. to say it, but I won't. Don't say it yet. <laughs> um. So I'm going to say for the type of parent you should have been, maybe a faster reaction time parent. <laughs> okay. You got your story? I, I feel like I disagree with that statement. Okay. But we can let the audience be the judge. Okay. Well, you only told me the story once, so maybe I don't have it correct in my head. <laughs> and don't think I make myself sound better when I tell my story next either. So <laughs> well, you got your, you ready? Sure. Okay. Let's hear it. Go All right. right. So we were moving from Atlanta the good old ATL, to Virginia, where we are now. And the house here was not ready yet. We also had, at that point, we had had three kids. Uh, My youngest was six months. My middle one was two. My oldest was four. And I'm not sure why we came up with this plan, but the plan essentially was (laughs) Bill was going to stay at the house to meet the movers in our house in Atlanta to help make sure everything got out of the house okay, 
blah, blah, blah. And then he was going to stay with some family for a couple of days. And then he was going to meet us up at my sister's, which was at this time up in Delaware. And me and our nanny at the time, but actually one of our very, very good family friends, actually my youngest godmother, her and I were going to drive with the three kids and the dog, our massive border collie mixed dog who doesn't like anyone except me. Um, We're going to drive from Atlanta all the way to Delaware. So we feel really bad for Bill in this situation. (laughs) Is that what I'm hearing? I I think I volunteered to do this. I have no (laughs) idea why. But we felt like that was the best plan to get the kids out. The kids were just so young. How far in the car is this? It's, I want to say like 14 hours. Oh my God. Maybe 12. I don't know. Oh, Pete. I'm going off of memory. Okay. So, but we had a halfway point. We stopped at one of our relatives in Rocky Mount, Virginia. We stopped there for the night. And so we had made that trip. Um, I'm just going to deviate for a second. While we were at that place, we were getting up the next morning to leave to head the rest of the way. And the dog got out of the house and ran right into the pond. Oh my so gosh. we were at about With an hour. Snapping turtles? Yes, we were about an hour behind schedule because <laughs> the dog was soaking wet and would not listen to anything I said. Um, anyway, then we carry on. So that's how the day started. We were at the halfway point. Dog jumps in the pond. We dry him off. We get in the car. We continue on our way. Mm. We are in the thick of Baltimore traffic on mm-hmm. 95. And if you have ever been in that traffic, once you get through the tunnel, right? So you're north of Baltimore. There is nowhere to go to get off an exit. Right, you're stuck. At that point, and we're sitting. There's no movement on 95. At that point, Jack, who is four, says he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm like, well, there is nowhere to go, right? And he's young enough where you're not going to be like, you have to hold it right. that long right. because he's not going to be able to. So this carries on for a while. We have moved nowhere. Um, Then we're kind of creeping along and then we're maybe moving, I don't know, let's say 25 miles an hour. So I finally say, take this bottle. It's like a soda bottle. It's empty. I give it to our nanny. (laughs) I say, have him pee in this. Mm -hmm. Many times we've done this. (laughs) And she's trying to help him, right? She's turning around the car. Jack's sitting in the middle seat. To his right is Haley, who's six months old. To his left is Kate, who's two, maybe two and a half. He attempts to pee in the bottle, but he's four. <laughs> he will kill me for saying this. He's four. Jack he can can't never do hear it. The story. He ends up peeing towards the window over <laughs> Kate's head, onto Kate's head. She is screaming, crying because she knows exactly what's happening to her. <laughs> so she's screaming. Then obviously Haley's like, what's going on? She's only six months. She starts screaming and the pee does not make it into the soda bottle. (laughs) At all. (laughs) And our nanny is like, oh my God, like trying to figure out what to do. But we're also like laughing because, (laughs) but I can't turn around and help because I am driving. driving and there's nowhere for me to pull over. So... And then, of course, the dog's in the back, like, going crazy because there's people out, you know, there's oh people in their God. cars, whatever, and it's going too slow. So, um, so yeah. So, that was a super fun moment in history. Yeah. Um, we tried to clean up what we could, but then once we were able to out of, get out of traffic, then we had to, like, stop at, like, a rest stop or something and, like, get everyone cleaned up. 
get Kate to calm down. So if you know Kate to this day, yeah, she, that it's she, uh, of course that happened to her. Yes, the middle child. Because Haley, even at six months, like her first words have been like, "It's okay." <laughs> So, uh, yes. So we actually, to the, we still tell that story because the kids get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, but yes, that was, uh, that was fun times. Your car must have smelled <laughs> so bad. That was after probably driving like 10 hours. And the wet dog. <laughs> yeah. Pond water dog. Pond water dog. <laughs> Man, it's a good thing. It's a good thing your kids were little. Because like right now, if that's something like that yeah, went down. Yeah, can you imagine if that happened now? Oh, no. My kids too. My kids too. Oh, well, yeah, we don't have to let the kids ever listen to this episode. <laughs> They're going to be thrilled that I told this story, well, especially Jack. There's way worse stories I'm sure we could both come up with. These are very... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? And actually, the the story I'm getting ready to tell, I told my son I was telling it tonight, and he wanted me to totally change, like the plot, the setting. He had this whole idea of what he wanted me to tell. <laughs> But I'm not going to. I'm going to tell the actual story. I wonder where he gets that from. Yeah, he's a future. He has a future on this this show. Actually, he's very matter of matter of fact. So I don't know. He doesn't really embellish the way I do, and my oldest. So I'll tell you my story, and we'll see if people can figure out what it has in common. Okay. Mine involves my two older kids. I think my the my youngest was a baby, and he was sleeping. And for this little experience, I think I should have been a witness protection parent. And here's why. It was two summers ago, and the older two got in some kind of squabble, some kind of wrestling match. This happens every day pretty much with two boys close in age. And it didn't it wasn't unusual to me. Nothing about it stood out. But my middle son was really mad for whatever reason. And I'm not sure if it was, it got a little too violent. I have no idea what he was mad about. But for whatever reason, he was not happy with the way this particular episode of WWE had gone in the backyard. So fast forward to a couple weeks later. And here where we live, it gets so hot in the summer. Like 2,000 billion degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. I had had enough of the kids being on their devices, which is, you know, a struggle. No, our parents don't ever have to say, but like every parent I know is dealing with this, like trying to get their kid off right. the device. So, uh, the baby's napping, and I tell my oldest son, I said, you know, that old playhouse outside, let's like put some suds in a bucket and go clean it up for him because I think he would really like that if it was clean. And my oldest is always like so sweet and gung ho. He's like, let's go do it. Let's do this. So we get like a little portable speaker. We get out in the corner of the yard and roll our sleeves up and we are in there cleaning. We are just Cinderella, Cinderfella, just really concentrating on this house. And that's when I hear the back door open and the middle kid comes in the backyard. And I was like, okay, that's great. He's also off his device and it's a really hot, super sunny day. And I don't know if your kids do this, but my kids are like dogs and maybe cats, if there's a little sliver of sunlight, they will f like work their way into it <laughs> inside, outside. So right. he kind of like finds a little spot where the sun is shining and I see him over there and he's like working on something. And I figure he's like, you know, making an ant farm or something. He's a little kid. <laughs> and so I'm facing the playhouse with the music playing and I feel these little bullets of heat on the back of my shirt. 
And I was like, what is this? And I'm like, okay. And then it's on the back of my legs. And I'm like, what is happening? I didn't know if it was coming out of the tree above us or whatever. And before I could really stop and deduce what is happening, my oldest just starts screaming bloody murder. He is drenched in this liquid, getting over and over shot with a super soaker by his middle brother. And it's so strange because it's hot water. And I'm yelling at the middle kid to stop shooting us. And at this point, the older kid is drenched. His shirt is completely soaked. His hair's wet. He's like crying because he says it's in his, his mouth. And it, and it feels like it has little pieces of sand in it. It's very strange. <laughs> so finally, I get the wrangle the super soaker off of the middle kid. And I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And he said he has been mad for two straight weeks over one of the wrestling matches and that he wanted to get back at his older brother. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. You know, smart points for intelligence and planning and ingenuity, but also a little like psycho, like this could be how the Dateline story starts one day. (laughs) And I was like, why is the water so hot? He's like, well, I've been laying the gun, the water gun, in the sun every day. I've been like moving it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, why, why does it have these little crystals in it? He goes, well, I've been peeing in the water gun. (laughs) I've been coming out here and peeing genius in the super soaker. That's, that's chess, not checkers. That's long. (laughs) That's long game. (laughs) We were in a one sided gunfight with warm crystallized urine ammunition. (laughs) And he told me I was basically crossfire. But he knew we were up in the corner of the yard and that his brother couldn't run from him. So it was just like the perfect <laughs> opportunity. He wanted collateral me to. Damage. Yep. I was just collateral damage. And that kid, he told me today when I said I was going to tell the story, he said, well, can you make it sound like we were like in the street dodging cars and all this stuff? I was like, it's bad enough. You don't also need to try to like get us ran over in the story. <laughs> He's going places. Be like, well, my mom was letting us play in the street. Yeah. And then we shot each other with crystallized urine. Crystallized urine. <laughs> Not each other. He just shot us. We had no we had no retaliation yet. But yeah, that's why my oldest should have been in witness protection. If I had known how bad that fight was, I could have put him in witness protection. Yes. Yeah. You could have saved him. I could have saved him. And you know, you know one of our phrases, Kelly. Kids are a blessing. <laughs> hey, look, the, you know, I commend his, his strategery mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah. Like I, I was, said, that's chess, not checkers. Like, that's hardcore. Once the warm urine was off of me, I was a, a little bit proud. <laughs> right? Because it's disgusting and terrible. But also, it was like a non-violent way to get back at somebody. <laughs> You know, I, I spent, um, I spent a lot of time with Kelly and her girls and I don't have any daughters and, um, we had gone to Atlanta one time (laughs) and I came, we came back and like one of my, one of our mutual girlfriends was like, well, how was it? How was it being like with, you know, girls instead of boys? I said, great. She's like, did they fight any? I said, I mean a little bit, but like, like siblings fight. I said, but the difference is Kelly's daughters fight with adjectives. Mine just like come to blows, but yours would like. They, they fight with words. Yeah. You know? So this was Mac kind of finding a middle road, not being violent and not saying something, but, you know, using his uh, intelligence against us. <laughs> I'm scared for the future yeah. a little. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should all. Everyone's going to file this story away. Witness protection. <laughs> okay. So our last story of the day 
this is something that rarely happens, but usually turns out to be the best stories. This story was given to me without any prompting. It was just a friend who had binged all of everything he needed to catch up on. And he said, you need to tell this story and it needs to be about parenting. <laughs> and I said, well, actually Kelly and I have our urine stories. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Pee Wee's Fun House, urine. <laughs> we both, both of our stories involved, um, PP is fun. <laughs> um, this story does not involve that. Um, but my friend Trip said I could tell the story. In fact, he typed it up to me, emailed it to me, and then replied to himself when he thought of more things, which is very <laughs> cute. And um, that's how Trip is. And I asked him again today. I said, "I'm going to tell your story if that's okay. Do you want me to change your name or make it anonymous?" And he goes, "Oh no, no, it's fine. You can tell it." <laughs> I think it's funny. So, and it is funny. Okay. So this was a couple years ago and Trip was a brand new dad, new baby, first, first baby. And he also is a diehard JMU fan. Go Dukes. Am I right, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Duke the Dukes. I'm the Dukes. Yeah. We love JMU. Um, Kelly and I didn't go this, go there, but like a lot of teams we root for, we don't have to go there to love them. Yeah, so. we got we got family, people, yeah. friends. We've married in. I married into JMU <laughs> and Virginia Tech, so you know. But yes, we love JMU, and there was this opportunity to take a limo bus, a party bus, to JMU for a football game, um, a couple years ago in the spring, and they invited Trip, and he said he was pleasantly surprised when his wife basically insisted he should go and cut loose a little bit. Um, and being a new parent, as Kelly knows, and a lot of our viewers know, I mean, uh, listeners know that it's all consuming when you have that first baby. I mean, it, it's, that's all you do. You're just drowning in a baby haze and it's wonderful and it's happy chaos. But that first time you can kick off your heels is amazing. So in fact, um, his drinking muscle, I think, must have really atrophied <laughs> as I tell this story. So, and because of this, he decided that this topic for his should have been is a should have been a responsible parent. Have been a responsible parent. <laughs> and I want to say he did not do anything wrong, but I think he lives with this guilt, and, and this might be his way of, uh, you know, confessing. <laughs> this. This story actually doesn't even involve his child. <laughs> so, so his saint of a wife drops him off at the limo bus and bids him farewell. And Tripp said, these are his exact words in this like thing he typed up to me. He said, he was giddy as a schoolboy on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost too much for him to handle. First time spending any time away from his baby. And he was going to go spend his time at his favorite place on earth with some of his favorite people. And he said that, which is really sweet because LB and I were actually supposed to go on this limo bus, but had a babysitter issue. And therefore I've had to hear the story secondhand, but, um, Oh, instead of witnessing it first, I did not witness it. I've heard <laughs> it from multiple sources and now from trip himself. And also I've seen photographic evidence, which I may <laughs> or may not be able to post. So trip is similar to Heidi with the go home or go hard mentality. So 110%. His first drink is actually the Irish coffee he made at his house. 
on his way to ride the limo bus, which he describes as entirely too much alcohol for a lightweight drinker, which is what he says he had become when the new baby got there. I mean, who has time to drink? So, and he's also excited to be out of spit up soaked sweatpants. And he wore a brand new JMU sport coat that some of his friends that were going on the bus with him had gifted him. So this was just like a very special day y'all for him. And I should point out, I'm almost positive this was spring of 2021 and JMU was one of the colleges that did their football season in the spring. So it was like everything is starting to bloom. Life is starting to retor- return to normal. He's been in this newborn baby haze. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine we have a baby the same age as him. Like I know what that feeling was like. Um, so he's very excited, you know, like it's like he's never drank before. So they board the bus and I'm going to bring up another good sport award from a previous episode. A previous should have been Thursday, uh, superstar Brandon, my brother-in-law. So Brandon, probably if I had to guess, booked this whole thing because he is right. Organized. Oh, he's organized. He's a planner, man. If the zombie apocalypse comes, that's where we're going because he's going to know what we're supposed to do. So anyway, he makes, he makes all the plans for the bus. And so they get on the bus and he says, Courtney and Suter can't come last minute, which by the way, I tried to get Suter to go by himself, but we too had a new baby. And I think it was a lot for him to think about leaving me alone with all three kids. Um, His behavior probably would have been similar to the way this story unfolds. (laughs) (laughs) But Brandon tells everybody on the bus, you know, Suter can't make it. And it's a real shame because we've ordered this special bottle of bourbon that's going to be in the suite that we've booked for the football game. So I'm going to need everybody to, to pick up to step up so we can get our money's worth. So trip apparently, you know, so grateful to be invited on all of this and to be out. He does a little internal pep talk and thinks, okay, man down, I must compensate. (laughs) So this is where the narrator of the story would go. And in fact, this was a terrible idea. (laughs) Deciding he can only drink a ton of bourbon in the suite if he starts to drink heavily before he gets there. And by heavily, Tripp's idea of heavily heavily drinking was two bourbons on the bus. It takes two hours to get there. I mean, you and I would be, it would be bad (laughs) if we were drinking heavily (laughs) on a bus. pretty good. One bourbon per hour, just sipping, enjoying his time. Yeah. But I, I picture this being like somebody who's like 19 at a... Party right, for the like first doing time. like kick stands on the bus. Yes, and- exactly. This is a, I'm just doing the equivalencies for the audience here. So uh, they get to the sweep and he has his mantra on repeat. Must drink the bourbon, must drink the bourbon, must drink the bourbon. And here he is 110%. And by the way, folks, he didn't say all these nice things about himself. I'm adding those in here and they're, they're facts. I'm not embellishing. He really does everything 110%. He's no quitter and he's taken this goal to heart. And he says he drank water, but judging from the other people that were in attendance, I'm not really sure much of anything was consumed except bourbon on bourbon on bourbon. And basically, it escalates, and he is in a rare form. He said he's telling the birth story in all its glory with the gruesome details to anyone who will listen. (laughs) Which I'm sure his wife appreciates. Right? (laughs) Which... You know, he would tell you if he was your friend, but I don't think he would usually be at a football game doing that. You know, (laughs) he's got a lot of truth serum going on. I'm sure he's thinking about his family back home. So 
He also got to meet one of his football idols up in the suite, uh, like a famous ex-former JMU football player. And he's watching this game after COVID and all its glory from the suite and basically doesn't remember any of it. (laughs) (laughs) So we've all been there. One thing leads to another and things go black, if you know what I mean when I say things go black. And at this point, he is in another world riding unicorns into a purple and gold sunset. He doesn't, doesn't know where he is or anything. So it's time to go. And right before they leave, and Tripp remembers this part, Brandon proclaims, Soldiers, we did not finish this bottle of bourbon. It's time for the final battle in this war. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and Tripp knows this is his chance to get that, that war medal. So what does he do? He tips that bottle up and chugs the rest of it. Oh, yeah. I, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking me back to like Parrot Bay, Goldschlager, like days where I would tip up bottles. Th- those days are, I mean, not so far gone, but very <laughs> rare. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I must say right now, this is a no harm, no foul situation. He's not in any way responsible for his kid right now. He's you know, out of the cage, having a good time. Everyone who has had a child, has been a new parent before, knows this is not unusual. And honestly, it's probably a rite of passage. And Trip, I think I've decided that for the recap episode, perhaps I will tell my first time drinking after I had my first child. And it also took place at a football game, at a Virginia Tech Thursday night game. And Lousy me. I mean, if you have enough guts for me to tell the story, I think I can tell mine too. So (laughs) they get the war hero to the bus and he says he pretty much passes out immediately. And it was quite a sight. I was getting pictures of Tripp passed out on the bus. This young man, he had been called into battle and he was so brave. He had won. He had won the battle and he was slouched down sleeping just like his newborn baby (laughs) in his JMU sport coat, this gorgeous sport coat on the bus. But I guess he didn't feel as though he had earned all his medals yet, and he had one more hurdle in his battle that day. The silent opponent, reverse bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is right. He began to revisit the enemy, and he revisited it all over his sports coat, his memorabilia from the day, the bus, his friends. (laughs) Everyone got to see just how decorated this war hero was. (laughs) And his final medal of the day was a plastic grocery bag that they tied around his neck to catch the vomit the rest of the ride home. <laughs> and LB and I are getting pictures of this, right? We were having FOMO. We, I think we're probably at home in a, trenches of parenthood when we thought we were going to get to have a day off too. And at first we were like so jealous. And then we see Trip sleeping on the bus. We're like, oh, poor Trip. And then we saw it go real south. And we're like, we are so glad we didn't go. Yeah. Because we would have been right there with them. We would have been right there with them. But yes, uh, you know, I think his wife probably had two newborns to take care of that evening. And a newborn baby is much cuter than a newborn adult man. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, life is funny like that trip. Just when you think you have lemonade, somehow it turns back into lemons. So, <laughs> but without stories like that, we would have no podcast. That's right. So he shouldn't feel embarrassed. He's obviously not. I'm putting words in his mouth. He's the one that sent it to me. Yeah, he's all in. He's proud of it. Which I like. Yeah. I don't think, he said he hasn't drank like that since, which I can't confirm or deny. (laughs) 
<laughs> I went with him to bourbon country. So I don't know. Well, I don't think he got that bad, but some of us did on that trip. So, you know, there's always somebody in the crowd. He drank bourbon after that. He did. <laughs> Lots of bourbon. So, all right, soldier, we hereby knight you with the Good Sport Award. You've been upgraded. Good Sport Award for trip, everybody. Okay. And if you've been there before with any kind of parenting woe or, um, you know, first night out after your kids were born, send them in to us. I think there's a possibility for that to be an episode spinoff all on its own. Yeah, I think it could be all on its own. But um, if you've got them, send them in. And I want to take a minute and say none of y'all need to be any different type of parent. You're all great. I appreciate you sharing some of your less glamorous parenting moments with us today. So, all right, Kelly. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> She's worried about what I'm about to ask her. But what I was going to say is, why don't you take us home? Should have been a critic. Unpopular opinion. What do you got? Uh, my unpopular opinion of the week is boneless wings. I'm kind of into them. You know, most, I'm not a big wing person. I will eat wings, but I'm not a like, oh, we got to go get wings. Uh, but we did go get wings this past weekend and we had some boneless and, you know, then the most were regular. And I was like, kind of into the boneless wings, way less work, mm -hmm. way less messy. See, I don't know how we didn't cross paths earlier in life because <laughs> I will only eat boneless wings, <laughs> but it's because of my fake tooth. <laughs> Because I can cut them. But let me tell you something, people. I got a boneless wing not long ago from a popular boneless place. And there was a feather in it. No. I swear. And, and I don't know if I complained. Probably not. I would never complain. But I think whoever I was with, I think I was on a girl's trip. And they're like, you need to tell them. And I was like, I don't think so. They're like, there was a feather in her chicken wing. They're like, well, it came off a chicken. <laughs> exactly. They didn't give they a don't shit. care. <laughs> They're like these drunk girls. <laughs> Who cares? But yeah, I'm with you a hundred percent. Boneless better than bone in. It's so gross. <laughs> you just went back to the thirteen year old boy days. Bone in. Mm, bone in. <laughs> I don't like a bone in. <laughs> Okay, so this was the fourth episode in our series, and it was the second run. So that means the next episode is episode 20, and it's a recap episode. So just to jog everybody's memories, Kelly, do you remember what the um, four episodes were that we're doing recaps on? Let's see if she can remember. Um, parenting. One's parenting. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, one is about like a holiday episode. That's right. Holiday hiccups. Uh, one is whatever we did last week. Cacophonies. <laughs> oh, is that, that's why I can't remember it because I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I taught that to you. Yeah. Words we hate or things you've mispronounced. Like, Should have been May. One more. Seafood buffet. Oh, <laughs> that's why I blocked that one out. Yes. So send us your stories. Actually, that, that's one of my favorites. Oh, so We've gotten good. quite a lot of- uh, Oh, the feedback. Feedback on that one. And I recently had dinner with that person and I got several things incorrect, but most of the story was right. <laughs> I do think I need to say he did not wear his daughter's yoga pants. He put his 
shit soaked pants back on and walked right out of there. <laughs> yoga pants. I I think I would have gone with the yoga pants. I know. And I loved the image of thinking about him looking like somebody from the Nutcracker Ballet. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so if you've got if you've got stories, holiday hiccups, strange traditions on the holidays, gas station, car problems, mechanic stories, words you hate or that have been mispronounced, and now parenting whoopsies. Give them to us, y'all. And as always, Thank you for your support. Thanks for helping us hit 1,500. Keep listening and we'll keep recording. So until next week, bye lovers. Bye y'all. Stay awkward. Stay awkward.